0: G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this beautiful Friday, the 28th of January, 2022. Trust you've had a phenomenal week and looking forward to a weekend where you can rest, recover, and get ready to reload for yet another tilt at becoming exceptional and driving those sustainable and replicable results. Don't know about you, I cannot believe that we are just about at the end of the first month of 2022. Uh, A lot has happened in the first month. But, uh, geez, time flies, and particularly when you get older. And uh, people used to tell me when you get close to 40 that time starts to speed up, but I guarantee when you get over 40, it gets even quicker. But then, when you get over fifty, as some of us are, it uh, it almost goes at warp speed. So, um, but glad glad to be back, glad to be uh, recording this, and I have lots to be grateful for, as do you as well. So, in this episode, I'm going to talk about uh, just had a conversation actually with a very interesting uh, gentleman who I'll be recording an interview with next week, and I won't uh, allude too much as to what we're going to be talking about, other than we'll be talking about digital transformation and specifically how this relates. To sales, but it sort of prompted me to think about this topic from perspective of how I was brought up in the environment of sales many years ago and how many of my clients are starting to now grapple with digital transformation and what the digital era is actually creating in terms of opportunities but also challenges. Now, I'll go into this in a lot more detail with my guest next week, so hang out for that. It'll be probably going live next Thursday, uh, Thursday the 3rd of February. But uh, the conversation I had today, it just prompted some, some thoughts I had in relation to, first of all, as a sales leader, needing to know your numbers really well, but also not necessarily getting caught up in perfection, uh, which I know a lot of sales leaders have in the past. And unfortunately, there are a lot of sales leaders today that I'm working with liaising with that uh, seem to get caught up in the same level of perfection drive now just to give you a bit of context here the environment that i worked in when i was in sales was very much a perfection driven uh, culture and a perfection driven i guess ethos that is it was focused on the target and literally every conversation whether it be one-on-one or in a group setting was fixated on the target and it wasn't so much what are the activities? What are the 1% is? What are the thought processes we have to get have to go through? What, and In other words, breaking it all down. It was purely, hey, what is your target and where are you right now in relation to your target and what are you going to do to change the position you're in? Because it was the target, the target, the target, the target, the target. And it worked for some uh, in that some people needed, I guess, a, a fire to be lit under them in order to get them into motion to get, to get moving and get that target realized, but it didn't work for a lot of people. And unfortunately, the way that these people were led were completely different to how they needed to be led. And hindsight's a wonderful thing, and often we can only learn things and join the dots through looking back in time. Now, I know there's a lot of sales leaders that I talk to who, if they look back even five, 10 years and realize how they were performing and how they were leading their team and how they were managing performance, some of them actually cringe and think, my God, how did I get away with that and how did I, how did I do that? But often uh, they didn't know any better because that was the coaching, that was the environment that they operated in, and many of them were being taught and conditioned by their leaders. And so back then, coaching was literally non-existent, and there was a lot of leadership through absence, uh, separation from the team, and the only time that the the leaders came together was with with the weekly review, the weekly one-on-one, or the weekly team meeting. And obviously, we ran all the formalized performance reviews on a regular basis to, to constantly check in on performance, but coaching was effectively non-existent or coaching was really performance management. And so the modern sales leader, which we'll talk about next next week on this particular interview I'm going to do, uh, must be different. We must be different. And thankfully, they are becoming more and more modernized and I'm using that word in inverted commas because I do recognize there's just so much more information available to them as sales leaders than perhaps their predecessors had access to. And the demand being placed on sales leaders is a lot more than perhaps it was even five to 10 years ago just because of the proliferation of information and the expectations that come with that information. Now, they also recognize that with this amount of information available to them, the metrics they put in place and some of the triggers and some of the information that they gather uh, is completely different to perhaps what sales leaders had access to a few years ago. And therefore, the conversations have to be different but also the fact that uh, the sales team per se is no longer just necessarily the sales executive. The sales team now is bigger than ever because you don't just have the sales executives or the business development executives, you've got other partners within the organization and each of these partners have a part to play in providing a level of service to a customer and certainly getting involved in the sales process. So all of this changing and it's gonna continue to evolve and probably evolve at an exponential rate as we move even further forward. Uh, it's more and more important now that sales leaders, particularly in 2022, embrace the fact that hey, you've got to have your big, hairy, audacious guy. You've got to have your target, but our focus has to shift around from being completely fixated on what that target is to now starting to think about how are we making progress? What are the what are the cogs on the wheel that we need to start moving? What are the parts? that we need to start manipulating, and I say that respectfully, that give us the opportunity of getting close to the result, but the fixation of the result needs to start being put in the back burner because more and more, and if you look at elite sports, elite, elite anything, they talk about the system, they talk about the game plan, they talk about the process, and so what they'll start to do is they break down the system into small parts, and then they start to focus on what are the key activities that we need to do as part of that process, that if we did those well, we'd end up delivering the result that we know we want to deliver. So rather than having the fixation on the end result, we're now starting to focus on progress. And this is where progress over perfection becomes such an important catchphrase. And I think it's more and more important today than ever, and particularly as we move into 2022 and beyond. Especially for sales, we need to get much, much better as sales leaders looking at making progress and starting to measure progress rather than measuring perfection. So the old school uh, sales guy, the old school sales leader who says, where are you at your target? What's your year-to-date number? You've got a gap of X. What are you going to do to change it, do whatever it takes? It's very much a macro or a meta-type conversation. Now, with the information we've got available to us, we're now starting to think about, okay, we have a gap, but let's start analyzing the gap. What are the activities that have led to this gap? What are the things we've done or not done that's led to this gap? But what are the things we can start to do? And what sort of tinkering can we make to the activities that we do to get us back on track? And if we continue to follow that, we can actually build some muscle memory, develop a high level of competence to then be able to get back on track and deliver that number. So it's now focusing on the, the progress, the activities and the metrics that will move the dial. The review that we keep doing is rather than have the the big quarterly review or the big monthly review and it's a macro type review, we now start having maybe more regular reviews but these reviews are based on fact, they're based on data and they're based on looking at the activities that underpin the numbers and if we can start thinking about what are the activities that first of all underpin those numbers and therefore what are some things we can change around those activities. Then guess what? We can start to move the dial. So we call we call this the one percenters. And you would have heard this if you've been playing sport. Often the the great coaches will talk about the one percenters that the the team actually puts in place. And if everybody was focusing on on their role, focusing in on the key activities according to their role, and doing the one percent activities that have been identified as key to achieving the outcome, then the coaches will measure performance against those activities. So it's not necessarily measuring performance at the macro level against the overall target, i.e. have we won the game or not. They'll start measuring this almost in real time in terms of what are the activities that this sports player has actually put in place in this particular quarter or in this particular play that we know will lead to a certain result. And so this is why sales leaders, we have to get a lot more educated on what these activities are. Now, today's podcast episode is not geared around identifying what those specific activities will be because depending on the industry, depending on the product you have, the service, the size of your organization, and in some cases where you're located, some of those activities might actually change. But what I want you to start thinking about is if you're a sales leader right now and maybe you've been taught, maybe you've been educated, maybe you've been uh coached, inverted commas, to focus on the big number, to do the macro reviews and do the formalized reviews, start thinking now about how can I break those numbers down and how can I start identifying what the activities that need to be put in place are that we can then start measuring those activities, providing feedback almost in real time, which by the way means that you need to be more visible, you need to be more involved, and you need to probably bring in other people to help you as well. That is not just the sales team, but look at partnerships you can put in place. What are those activities that you can now start thinking about and putting in place to move the dial forward? And so the the whole point of this is just to get you thinking about more and more, yes, you've got to know your numbers, you've got to know what the reality is, you've got to know what your baseline is, but you've got to start focusing more on progress and measuring progress, not getting fixated on perfection. Now, as sales leaders, some things will never change. And that is, in order for us to make progress, there needs to be a certain level of discipline. And some of the activities will never change. Uh, And certainly things like sales calls, number of sales calls, number of appointments, close rates, all that sort of stuff, will still be key important metrics. But more than ever, we need to start looking underneath the surface and start looking at the activities that lead to these. So it may well be there'll be more training that needs to be done, more education, more partnerships, leveraging people who are experts in certain industries to come in and work with your sales team to help build up levels of skill set and levels of capability. What sort of collaborations do we need to start exploring that perhaps we've never explored in the past? And what sort of introductions can I make? What sort of introductions can other people within the organization make? Because one of the things in 2022 we need to understand is the sales team is not simply just the sales team. The sales team is the organization. So irrespective of the role that a person plays in a company right now, and they may or may not have a sales title, they are still sales people. And if we go back to a podcast recorded last year, and that is every single person is in sales. Some people don't like that, but the fact is that that is absolutely the case, And in the modern sales game and certainly in modern society right now, more than ever, we need to have everybody focused in on the one direction and also understanding what is the specific role that they play and underneath that, what are some of the activities they need to put in place that will enable that role to be successful, enable them to make progress, and ultimately the accumulation of all of that. Will enable us to be successful at an organizational level, which means we hit our macro targets. So that's the key message for today. If you're a sales leader right now looking at the the standard metrics, start thinking about are there activities that I haven't been focusing on yet that could, just could have an impact on our activity levels and therefore the results that we are getting. and maybe just maybe change the trajectory of the way that our team is performing. So yes, you've got to know your numbers. You've got to know where you are right now. You've got to identify if there's a gap, and you've got to start thinking about building some strategies and some tactics to bridge that gap. But what I don't want you to be focusing on is I don't want you to be focused on and fixated on the number and be hung up on or caught up in the fact that there's a gap. Start thinking about and acknowledging there's a gap, but then start thinking about what are those activities I can first identify and then implement, and how can I start making progress and how can I start measuring? progress you do that then levels of capability and competency will increase and before you know it the numbers will take care of themselves so trust that message helps we're going to delve into this in a lot more detail next week on an interview i'm going to do with a very very uh, successful business leader from another part of the world so i very much look forward to that conversation and just as a reminder before we wrap up for this week if you need some help or if you're looking for some help and you believe there's another level of leadership you can get to and you're looking to how you can actually bridge that gap how you can just squeeze a little bit more potential out of yourself as a sales leader but also out of your team to drive better results, higher results, more sustainable results and certainly more replicable results, I'd love the opportunity of working with you and helping you do just that. Uh, Go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on a call, have a conversation about what the program looks like and we can get working together as early as next week to get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So as always, look forward to that conversation. And uh, very much look forward to the next conversation, the next time I share with you on the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Until then, all the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.